Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary. And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Hello, listener, and welcome to the Watchtower. Special archives. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And today, and today we're here to discuss uh, questions and comments you came up with and delivered to us. I'm not good at this. I'm just, we're making it up as we go. So it's, it seems that we have a uh, listener comment. We do. This is from Stevie J. I'm not going to give out people's last names. That doesn't seem like a cool thing to do. Stevie writes, hello, Ben and Gary. I just came across this article, which details the history of black Superman characters. Apparently, Tanahasi Coates is working on a Superman screenplay, and the rumor is that it will feature a black Superman. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. On the one hand, to simply replace a white character with a black Superman can seem a bit ham-handed, but on the other hand, Superman is such an iconic hero. His name is basically synonymous with the word, that having a black man with his own unique backstory take up the mantle can send a great message. And they wrote a little bit more, but we'll tackle that in part B of this. Sure. First of all, um, thank you, Stevie. Yes. Stevie? Stevie, Stevie, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Stevie, but I'm not 100. Okay, my bad. Uh, thank you, Stevie. This is awesome. Uh, we did not, uh, we we did not conceive that anyone would bother to write into us. So thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, we we were very pleased to uh to hear your thoughtful question, and uh, yeah, I, I read up a little bit on this. And listener, if you wanted to hear two uh cis white fucks talk about diversity in comic books, look no further. <laughs> we we got you covered. It's what we do. Actually, it's mostly what podcasting is. But I think that we're it's, more. I actually do it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I think that we're more open minded and willing to embrace uh, cultural changes. But I guess we'll find out this this little uh, minisode here. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm chugging the maga Kool Aid. You don't know. <laughs> you could be. You are wearing a red jacket right now, so you're halfway there. It's my Billy Batson costume. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did cosplay as Billy Batson one time wearing this very sweater. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's there was awesome. someone who was Black Adam there, uh, which is not relevant to our discussion because he wasn't actually black. Oh. Is it relevant, though? Well, yeah, let's talk about this. So mm -hmm. uh, there was actually some buzz as of like a week ago or something about like confirmation on this that there will be a black Superman and Ta-Nehisi Coates is, you know, spearheading spearheading that uh in some way shape or form uh i have a lot of thoughts on this did you have a place that you particularly wanted to jump in um well i guess i guess we can just kind of nip the previous uh concept in the bud right like back in 97 they did do a steel movie which a lot of people hated i personally loved the movie to pieces but you know john henry irons is not clark kent and i think the difference is if they want to take it's a little unclear because i've heard some people say that they're actually going to be using uh, calvin ellis who actually is a black superman from a different mm. earth or a different timeline or however dc declares yeah, it there was there was someone who was there was one superman that was like canonically black from mm. earth 2 i think yes and I think their their name was like Zorul or something. It was some Kryptonian crazy crazy name. And I think there was two instances of a black Superman canonically okay. in DC. 
in the article that they sent to us, I, I'm just going to pull a little bit out from the New York Times article by George Jean Gustinez. Gustines, I'm probably butchering that. I'm butchering a lot of names tonight. White guys. We did our disclaimer, I think. <laughs> we are sorry if we mispronounced names, though. Yes, absolutely. It is not what we set out to do with this uh, podcast. Not so much. In 2008, during his presidential campaign, Barack Obama told a joke at a charity event, uh, and this is going to get bad, but I'm going to try it anyways. Contrary to rumors you may have heard, uh, I was not born in a manger. I was actually born on Krypton and sent here by my father, Jarrell, to save planet Earth. And a couple of months Whoa, prior... where did Gary go? Right, right. He was just replaced by Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> Gary, meet Barry. <laughs> <laughs> if I can find the sound oh. clip, I might actually throw it in there because I know oh, my boy. Obama is not good. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It's it's like Obama meets Jimmy Stewart, which is you know interesting. Yeah, there was a little bit of Clarence. I want to live in there. <laughs> Clarence. Now let me be clear. <laughs> okay. 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 All That's right, all so, I can take. All right. I'm done. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> so. A couple of months after Obama made this joke at a charity event, uh, artist Alex Ross made a painting of Obama depicting him in a Clark Kent-like pose with an unbuttoned shirt revealing his costume with an O instead of an S. We know this artwork. It's, it's pretty famous. And it inspired comic book writer Grant Morrison to say, why not create a black Superman? So then Calvin Ellis was born. And the article sort of points to this being the Superman that they want to utilize for this movie. But some are saying also that they might just take Clark Kent and make him black, which Fine by me. it's okay. I, I would prefer it be a unique character. You would prefer to them do the, uh, the miles Morales, uh, yeah. Into the spider verse treatment yeah i feel like anytime that you take a classic character and then just flip the script on their race like there's a lot of baggage that comes with that i feel like a rewrite of the backstory would then be in order because i just it it could happen i'm sure that there have been it depends how much of the backstory depends on race yes you know yeah like i i can envision somebody saying hey we want to make a black batman Mm -hmm. it's going to be bruce wayne and and that twigs a little like reflex in my brain that is like I'm pretty sure that something core to Bruce Wayne's identity is that he's a wealthy elite, and I feel like representing him as a black man is is sort of counterproductive or at least a very muddled message. Yes. However, doing it for someone like Spider Man, Peter Parker, that that whole story is about being impoverished and like you know a coming of age story, and that's mm-hmm. uh, universal. Yes. Right, yeah. race doesn't necessarily need to be a highlight of that, and I, I don't think it really takes anything away from the Peter Parker character mm-hmm. to make him black. Right, and then the onus is on the person, you know, pushing back against that argument. Like, well, why not make him black? What is being lost? And right. really, it's simple, pure and simple racism at that point. So I guess we we kind of have to like dissect which sort of argument we're having. Is it an artistic one? Is it a moral one? Mm-hmm. And then there's like a lot of different facets that that conversation can go down. And, you know, once more, disclaimer, we're not scholars of any sort on this. Uh, We're just people who like comics who think that there should be representation in them. Absolutely. It's it's a tricky subject. And and I feel like, you know, it's kind of like 
dancing around eggshells at times because I feel like there's there's no hate in my heart when I say any of this, but I feel like it could yeah. easily be misconstrued. Yeah, we our voices count for very little in this conversation. We're just kind of talking about it because it was uh, it was brought to us, and mm-hmm. we wanted to do our due diligence. Yes, and it's something I've thought about a lot. And uh, you know, I, it, it, being at my most generous, let's say there's somebody who's like, "Hey, Superman was really important to me growing up. Mm-hmm. Having him be a black guy instead of a white guy rubs me the wrong way." I, I can hear that argument right. that that makes that makes intellectual sense to me. It's like, oh, this is this is you saw yourself in this character and now they are being made into something that you can't see yourself in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that the person who's making that argument would be a little bit more uh, accepting that right. black kids maybe wanted to see themselves in Superman. But I digress. Right. Uh, like I can I can see the argument there. Mm-hmm. It just feels like. It feels like such a small sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If we want to get to a point where, you know, where where you know, the, the the common you know pushback on uh, turning characters into tokenized representations of them, there's a few different kinds of pushback against them. There's the just kind of knee jerk. Uh, this is this is not my Spider Man kind of response, right? There's also the notion that by making Superman black, you are somehow sweeping under the rug maybe some of the other things that DC Comics or WB, which who I think is in charge of it, is uh, is doing in their company. Mm-hmm. I was reading up a little bit on it in terms of uh, some of the backlash against you know this sort of representation push, and and some of the rep- representation push is being uh, flamed by the left. Hmm. because it is it it is it is like you know you're 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 throwing us a pizza party but what we really need is higher wages like this is just a token effort to it's it it can read as uh what what's the word for it virtue signaling Mm. you know like yeah yeah like like this isn't actually uh progress Mm -hmm. racial progress in the medium it is just this is where the political winds are changing and we want to have good uh pr Right, and I'm I'm receptive to that argument. Sure, you know, I I think that there is, um, but at the same time, it's that's not a reason to just whitewash everything, right? No, no. So so you have to internally reflect a little bit. Why is this going to be a black Superman? Right. Like it, the the substance of it is great, mm-hmm. but if if the reason for it is so that they can continue to underpay their brown and black employees, then maybe maybe not so great. Right. Well, you have to be I, consi- it's consistent follow through, I guess, is the <laughs> is the end game there. Yeah, yeah. So we know that we know that the writer involved with this is black. Um, I've seen rumors that, well, not rumors, but Michael B. Jordan at one point expressed that he would love to play Superman only if it was Calvin Ellis. Like he doesn't want to be uh, black Clark Kent, and that's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's rad. Yeah, I think so too. If the casualties of this discussion are nostalgia that mm. uh like your childhood it feels like your childhood is being taken away from you because you had these characters as a way and they're being changed like i i don't have sympathy no like no <laughs> like that's a that's a sacrifice i am willing to make <laughs> i mean I, I will say that like my initial reaction was a little bit like standoffish but as i've had mm-hmm. time to think about it and consider like i've really become more pro the idea i still struggle yeah. Internally with, 
you know, why would it be okay to make Clark Kent black? But if they tried to make Cyborg white, you know, like shouldn't everything be fair in, in, in the scenario, but also there's, there's for every there's black context. character, there's 20 to 30 white characters in the universe. Exactly. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you're basically arguing arguing against affirmative action, which I don't yeah. think is no, where definitely we end not. Up with this, definitely not. Yeah, that I could actually make an intellectual argument against that, which is that uh, Cyborg's whole characterization very much depends on him being an outcast. Mm-hmm. You know, he is part machine, uh, and that fits nicely into the black man uh, kind of uh, framework. So right. to make him white seems. Uh, that 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 would be narratively inconsistent. I think that you would be taking a lot away from the character in order to do that. Oh yeah. In the yeah. same way that it would be very hard to make a black Batman, right, uh, or a black Bruce Wayne, let's say. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There have been black Batman, and I'll 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 talk about them in a little bit. But he has a butler for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> imagine imagine the situation. Dude, I've seen Fresh that- Prince of Bel Air. It happens. <laughs> oh, that's a fair point. <laughs> I retract my complaint. <laughs> But no, I, I agree with you 100%. If, if you take the the status away from Bruce Wayne, he sort of becomes a different character. Whereas like mm-hmm. Superman, he comes from humble means, right? And, and I don't want to necessarily say that all black people come from poor means because that's a problematic yeah, that's, statement. However, that's a problematic stereotype, yeah. Yeah, however, you know, like I, I don't think that it would be too much to say that uh, a black Superman also lived on a farm and also, you know, comes from humble means. And that sort of gives him yeah. the framework for why he wants to protect just average Joes. We have this notion in our heads as a, as a culture, or at least I do as a white man, where mm-hmm. when I think of farmer, I think of white people. And that's actually just, that's just straight up not the case. Like there are tons of black farmers. Yes. There is no reason that Cal- uh, Clark Kent's story could not be, growing up as a black farmer like Mm -hmm. that's i i think that that in terms of like my uh enjoying comic books and not so much like the social aspect of it that runs into a little bit of a thing where like i'm wondering creatively how that impacts the work Mm. it doesn't mean that it's going to be this extremely pandering cringy uh essay long form essay as a movie about you know, the the ways in which being a black person is essentially being an alien. Like, I, I don't think I would want something that hyper-focuses on that. Right. But if it is literally just Clark, Clark Kent and he happens to be black, mm-hmm. and, like, like certainly race would factor into that because race factors into everything. Oh, yeah. But if it wasn't, like, a super cringy, hyper-focused, pandering-to-the-left kind of treatment of it, right? I think that could be really cool. Yeah, I can see, you know, my conservative white friends using the exact argument that you're using there. You know, they're, they're going to make it all about, you know, that. And, and, and I mm-hmm. hope they don't because at, at the core of the story, I mean, so long as you give me good character and a good backstory and good writing, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I don't care what color their skin is. Yeah, that is a problem, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, uh, in media where if they try to make race any of the any of the structure of the work mm-hmm. it it sort of hyper focuses on it right uh what i would want is more something like a luke cage right yeah, sure. where that's just the atmosphere it doesn't like they're not constantly talking about how black they are right right, right. it's 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 that would be pretty hard to deal with mm-hmm. 
But if it is just like an aspect of the world, and I understand Luke Cage's character does depend on him being black. There's your counterpoint. Like, what would it be like to make Luke Cage white? That would be completely weird. Right, right. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a real decision there. For sure. Yeah, and, you know, like, one thing that I think that the Black Panther movie handled relatively well was that, yes, it was a predominantly black cast, but that wasn't the yes. the core of it. When that became the core of it was after the fact, whenever people made that a problem, but it wasn't an issue from the movie, you know, like there were a couple throwaway references, like, you know, you brought another broken white guy to Wakanda or whatever, but it wasn't the central focus of the movie and it could have very easily been, but Ryan Coogler's a better writer director than that. So. And and I think black Panther obviously needs to be black. There is a lot to his story that depends not only on being in Africa for for, for whatever it's worth, mm-hmm. but also on a connection to your heritage mm-hmm. and uh, the notion of legacy and, and, and all sorts of stuff that is very much rooted in uh, heredity and, um, you know, family ties and things like that. So yeah. I'm not a, yeah, that, that, that is another example. Of, you know, there's, there's, I guess just, it's, it's very easy to try to, to be uh to, to try to wash your hands of the entire conversation and be like, fuck it, everyone can be whatever race they want and it shouldn't matter to any creative process. It does. It does matter because there are aspects of the story that cannot work mm-hmm. if you race wash in a particular way. Right. Uh, you know, see also uh, Black Bruce Wayne. See <laughs> also uh, White uh, Luke Cage. You right. know, there, there are aspects of it that change. Mm-hmm. So... And you do have to, you do have to kind of dissect what the intent is behind the race flip. If it is simply to give representation, then that's awesome. Yeah. If it's because you're trying to uh, shortchange your treatment of your underpaid employees, that's not as great. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. I acknowledge that there is like kind of a knee jerk re- reaction to. Yeah. I know these characters very well and they are important to me. Mm-hmm. Changing them kind of fucks with my perception of them. Like headcanon is a thing. Right. I- imaginary people are realer to you than real people are in True. in a lot of cases. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So that 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 I acknowledge. Mm-hmm. I just you know it's just it that's not enough of a reason to stop to not do it. Right. Right. You know. And, and I mean, so long as they're making this and, you know, I'm sure that they're aware that there will be backlash because there's backlash for everything, you know, of course there's backlash against the last white Superman movie. And that's just because it's a bad movie, but it, it, (laughs) you know, like Henry Cavill's a great Superman. I have nothing against him, but I just think that the source material and everything that the DCEU is doing right now is, is not great. And he found uh, his place. that is probably the thing that gives me the biggest pause in this whole situation is that they're effectively the ones handling it. So they can only screw it up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like the, I, the, the, the problem that we are dancing around is not, should we be demographically inclusive? Mm-mm. Yes. Un- unequivocated. Yes. Of yeah, course absolutely. We should. The question is, are the studios going to do this right? Or is it going to come across as an extremely pandering, cringy segment that just makes them w- makes us wish they hadn't done it at all? Right. And and th- that's kind of the real f- focal point here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that Spider-Verse handled it really well because I'm, yeah. I'm trying to recall, but I don't think that his race was ever even mentioned. That's really kind of the way you do it. Like, they showed you in the details that he was a poor kid. 
And, you yes. know, but they also showed you in the details that his parents loved him. You know, he's, he's his, from a his mixed dad race was a family. Principled and, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, and like, there were his biological parents too. That doesn't change anything. Well, again, this is Miles Morales, not Peter Parker. But right. you could easily do that story with a Peter Parker. You absolutely could. There, there's, there's nothing all that, you know, different about that. Mm-hmm. And if it's handled as well as Spider Verse was, the left won't complain. The right still might. But let's let's uh, let, let, let's tackle the other elephant. Do we really need another white Peter Parker? <laughs> like, is that that important? Like, we have enough of him, don't we? Uh, yeah, not to me. Is it that important to, you know, retell the same story with the same character again? I didn't want it to happen again, but it did. And, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. okay with uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I think he's yeah, fine. Yeah, I, like, but... I like him fine. He, but... He's putting a different twist on it. My, my point is, there are more creative concerns that I would have with the DCU writing process than whether or not their next Superman will be black. Right. I, I kind of just care whether their next Superman will be good. <laughs> yeah. Will it be something I actually want to watch? Right. Uh, and all other things being equal, frankly, I would rather it be black just because God damn it. Like you said it ahead of time, there are just so many whiteies in, D- in, in comics in general, in yeah. our media in general, in movies in general. Right. We are overrepresented to ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just talked about how the only conception of a farmer I have is white in my head. Like the, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. It's well, okay for whiteies to feel uncomfortable. About yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, I'm the, the, it is worth the cost. I'm a little bit overwhelmed by how many, you know, uh, about all the white representation, you know, like I, I, mm-hmm. I feel terrible cause I live in a mostly black neighborhood, you know, like I, I'm, I'm all for something that can, that can bring inclusivity that can make me and the, the, the young black kid next door, you know, like we can come together and we can be like, yo, this Batman's great. We can do it now, but I would rather him have action figures that represent him that he could play with. I have to imagine it's very hard for black kids to identify with Bruce Wayne, Batman. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know that for sure. Like, I don't know shit about, you know, what black people identify with. All, <laughs> all I've been told by, like, you know, liberal media, I I, I just have to extrapolate, right? Right. Um, I'm not going to ask, you know, one of my black friends to just be like, hey, can you explain what black people like to me? Like, that's <laughs> pretty, pretty far afield. <laughs> I kind of have. I, I kind of have done that in the past. And, <laughs> oh, cool. Well, I mean, you know, like I, I, I approach it very no, they've gently. They've got an ear to the ground. Yeah, yeah. I approach it very gently, and I'm just like, you know, share your experience with me, and I'll share mine. Mm-hmm. You know, the old show me yours, yeah. I'll show you mine kind of thing. But, you know, talking about what and made as us long us. As you don't assume that they're speaking for all of them, but there is no. certain aspects of being part of a subculture that makes you more aware of what the subculture likes. Right, right. Even though, you know, the subcultural black people is incredibly diverse. Right. Well, yeah. So. And I mean, and on the flip side, you know, you and I are, are just two representations of, of, of white people. And we're basically the same person. Yes. I was going to say, I think we're relatively different, but we, we, you know, oh. we, well, we yeah, are, you like we music. I, I do like music. And I can grow a mustache. <laughs> I had a mustache for all of about two minutes until I was told to shave it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I would have told you that too. <laughs> Count your blessings. But yeah, no, we, we well, just horning in on my territory, you know? <laughs> right. So to part two of uh, Stevie's email, 
they said, as a Batman fan, first and foremost, I pretty much only know soups from JLA and some of the animated movies. I've always been bothered by the lack of representation in the Batman world. In the wake of recent events, I've often fantasized about an update story where Batman is black and instead of beating up poor and mentally ill people, he works to root out the corruption of Gotham PD and works to fight against police brutality in his city. And I have to tell you, I think that is incredible. A well, Batman could totally do that. It it I struggle to see it as a Bruce Wayne. I agree. I agree. And and you know, Stevie didn't specifically mention Bruce Wayne. There have been multiple black Batman characters throughout the years. Uh there's a African Batman from the Congo whose name is David Zavimbi, I believe, who actually is the Batwing is his name. And Batwing. Yeah, they did a a, a a short run of his stuff. A little derivative, David. <laughs> and then later, Batwing was actually taken over by Luke Fox, who is the son of Lucius. I was about to say, that sounds very familiar. Yep. Uh, I actually just stumbled across another article stating that Luke Fox is going to be taking over the mantle of Batman, uh, I think in the comics sometime this year. So let's uh, let's think about this for a second. Yeah. Batman as, what was it? feeding soup kitchens and cracking down on like cops being corrupt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than, you know, going after the criminally insane. Right. Which is sort of, that does feel endemic to Batman. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about a, it's all about mental fortitude and how far a man will go to achieve his ideals. Like that's, I don't know how good Batman is when it's just, uh, this guy is corrupt. Like, I can't envision it in my head what it looks like unless you bust down the door to somebody's house and it's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, corru- it's a corrupt cop. He's on the take. Right. And you're bringing him in, you know, justice, like vigilante justice style. Mm-hmm. And then he, it, like, in every iteration that that happens in, that guy has a backstory involving some sort of, you know, family neglect, and he's wearing a weird mask. Like, I can't envision just him bringing in some cop. Right. Like, that was the point behind the Dark Knight, and we need a Harvey Dent to take these guys in because Batman can't really touch them, right? They're just criminals. They're, like, boring. Like, (laughs) it's not that he can't touch them. He just doesn't have much to say to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So I guess I could see, like, I love the idea on paper. I guess I could see Me it as too. like a mini series essentially. Cause I can't see it going as far as having like the what if machine. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I can't see it going as far as like, you know, the constant battling with the Joker and, and the other, you know, mentally off characters that Batman's uh, mythos is so strongly built around. Yeah. You kind of do need a rogues gallery in order for a Batman to have purpose mm-hmm. or to shine. Right. But yeah, so Stevie, thank you so much for the email. And you've given us a lot to chew on. Like uh, the thing that I think is important, and I think about this a lot, is there's nothing wrong with asking questions and there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about should this happen? Because I think I think white guilt, especially for me, and maybe it's because of my location or, or whatever, but I think that white guilt often overpowers my rational mind. And I find myself feeling guilty for even thinking things, for even even questioning, is it okay if Batman is black or is it okay if Superman is black? Like there's, it's only awkward if you make it awkward or if you come at it from a place of hatred. 
Yeah, there's a, uh, you know, we all want to believe that we are immune to marketing Mm -hmm. and advertising, right? Yep. And we all want to believe that we are not in any way racist. And, you know, seeing people on the other side of the spectrum, like, vehemently denying how racist they are in very un, uh, unsatisfying ways mm-hmm. has has made me kind of introspect and been like, oh, I shouldn't need your just reject the notion. Like, am I actually racist? Like, right. I've had a lot of conversations with people about white fragility. Mm. And, uh, you know, um, I know that I am a very privileged individual in no small part because of my race and gender, right. like, and, and, and cis identity. So, like, I, I recognize that. It doesn't mean that you need to be guilty about it you can be guilty about it that's like a thing that we can't really change but Mm -hmm. like to deny it is to deny how insidious racism is and how like deeply ingrained in our society it is it would be weird for you a white guy who was raised presumably by white parents i don't i didn't actually ask i assume so yes uh to be you know fostered up in this society that is predominantly white and white advantaged and all the other stuff for it would be weird for you not to have ingrained white supremacy concepts floating around in there. I'm not saying you give them like air to breathe or anything. Right, right. Like, and certainly we, our actions have to be working against that, but we can't be ignorant of the fact that this shit is just insidious and pervasive right. and it's in every aspect of our society. So, Oh yeah, I was, I, you know, I was born and raised in the South, dude. Like I can't, I, I don't have to listen to it, but it's there. Uh, the mint julep south or what? <laughs> no, just... What just are we a, talking? The Bible Belt, okay. basically. Not a place that I'm comfortable with going back to, is 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 the simplest way to put it. And yeah. my family raised me to not really see color all that much. And it didn't hurt the fact that, you know, there was very little color in the town that I was raised in. My high school had two black kids. Like, that's just freaking nuts. But imagine how they felt, though. Like, I know that's got to be fucking crazy. And then to not have any kind of pop culture references that showcase them. Yeah. Like, we can't imagine it. Like, yeah, it's. That is a, an element of the white privilege. And, you know, I, I recognize that there is no malice in, in saying they taught us not to see color. Well, that's kind of part of the problem is that, yeah. you, yes, you do. You just noted that there were two black kids in your you know high school. Like <laughs> That's true. You, you clearly see color, and it's the, the human brain naturally groups things into patterns and, and sub-calculates and all that shit. So, like, right. yes, you did. You weren't taught to hate. Right. <laughs> but but the, you know there's other play there's other forces at work is is kind of my point. Thank you. Yeah, and 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 actually like a uh, very personal story. Whenever I was a kid, for whatever reason, I love Barbie dolls. My grandmother, uh, who you know, older Southern woman, you know, she went out to the store and she got me a um, a black Barbie doll that I wanted. You know, like that's throwing up all sorts of red flags if you're a Southern grandmother, right? But mm-hmm. she did it anyways because she cared about me and she wanted for me to be happy. And that's what I mean whenever I say I was kind of taught not to see color. It wasn't an explicit, you know, don't mind the fact that yeah. this person is black, but like she showed me in subtle ways that like it's okay. Yeah, and I'm not pushing back on that because I yeah. think that there's anything ill about that. I'm just, I'm noting that like Yo, I don't right. see color is is a common defense mechanism employed to justify not recognizing white privilege, which right. is not something that you're doing. I just wanted to be, you know, 
No, I, I think totally in a way I sort of am, and I need to get better about my, my, my verbiage and phrasing of, of, of these yeah. kind of things. But Yeah, but you don't have to feel guilty about it. You no. just have to recognize that you have advantages and that uh, you don't always see what they are, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's, it's on the and record one, And now. one of those advantages is that you every good guy in a comic looks like you, you know? <laughs> also all the bad guys, but they tend to be pretty cool anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm all for it, just... Check your prejudice at the door. Hope for a good movie. That's that's kind of what I say. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested creatively what comes out of the process of trying to be more inclusive amongst all these groups. Like, I, I just watched the new Chira not too long ago, mm-hmm. which is by and large excellent, and it has a very diverse cast, and it doesn't hurt at all for it, and it doesn't even really remark on that aspect of it. Like, there's gender and sexuality things that come across in it that are really cool. I know Steven Universe does that thing in a really good body positivity way too. Like, Mm -hmm. and the show isn't about hyper-focusing on diversity requirements needing to be met. Right. It is just an, it needs to be kind of an omnipresent element so that we stop seeing things as there were two black kids in my high school as opposed to like, being able to point at that and say, like, there were ex kids in my high school. And we're a long way off from that, oh, unfortunately. Yeah. But the more we normalize multiculturalism and diversity in all of our media, the sooner we can kind of get to a good place with it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've got it. It long... is unfortunate that, like, in the immediate, it is it gets hyper focused because we've never done this before. Right. So, like, everybody is like, what does it mean for Superman to be black? Does right. it mean, like,. Does it does it mean that he, there's a black Lex Luthor? What does it mean about Krypton? Was Krypton, you know, intellect? Was it was was Krypton part of the woke agenda? Right. You know, like there's going to. <laughs> I understand why there's a hyper focus on it because it is groundbreaking in a in a certain way. But like, I don't know, man. No one freaked out that bad about Tom Cruise playing <laughs> the Last Samurai. So like, right. I it just, I don't know. I just uh, I. It probably because of that kind of white guilt thing. I'm just like, if if people benefit from this, and the only cost is my comfort, that is a price worthwhile paying. Amen to that. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, it, it if anything, it'll teach me to be better because it'll suspend what I perceive. My it'll it'll push my notions out the door and say, well, this is how things are now, and then I adapt. You know, like it's a process, man. It is. It is. And as as woke as I try to be, I, I I'm not always all that woke, you know, so it's it's just hard to change years of of of, of indoctrination. Well, yes. Yeah. 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 We are we are mortal men. We are mortal white male fucks and uh, we don't know shit, right. which is why we talk to other white cis male fucks about it. And uh try to come to some sort of consensus but uh either way this was kind of that this was this was real fun to talk about i uh i hope that i did not offend anyone uh, likewise but uh yeah. i accept the possibility that i may have right so well, if i did i'm sorry yes exactly legitimately yeah so i i guess that's pretty much it this is actually probably going to run longer than our usual episodes but there's a lot to say you know Maybe. so what, i'm still going to call it a mini sode because yeah go for it because i have creative control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it to say shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> I only talk during the episode. He just, he spends 20 minutes after each episode yelling at me about all the things <laughs> I got wrong. Audience. 
It's true. It's exhausting. <laughs> I'm genuinely not a good person, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stevie, so much for asking that question. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us or topics that you'd like us to talk about, we're interested in doing this again. Mm-hmm. And uh, the well is far from dry, so get those questions in there. We're, we're game for it. Absolutely, yeah. Just shoot us an email uh, to the email address in the show notes. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> totally winging it no you did great (laughs) but yeah this is fun and uh so we'll still have our regular episode release this friday but we wanted to throw this out there as a bonus so hope you enjoyed and uh we will uh we'll answer some more questions down the line see you later folks Thank you for listening to The Watchtower. To find out more about this show or any of our other shows, visit us on the web at www.waxnostalgicnetwork.com.